Welcome to You Never Know Who You're Inspiring Podcast with Paul Napoli and Tim Ellis. We are so glad you're here with us. Thanks for tuning in. And how are you doing? What's everybody doing out there, man? How are you guys dealing with COVID-19, the coronavirus? This is crazy. It's March 21st. We should all be going nuts over March Madness right now. Baseball season's right around the corner. Um, And we're not. We're stuck at home. We've been sent home from work. We've been, our kids have been sent home from school and um, we're either sheltering in place. We're listening to every day's uh, briefings on what's going on, how many deaths, how many more cases of coronavirus. It's just mad. It's crazy, right? And through all of that, through all this madness and through all this craziness, we have found ways to adapt and persevere through this. I mean, it's been incredible. This week has been incredible. I've worked at the 911 Center, and I've seen that side of everything that's going on. And then at home, I took a fitness class on my deck following Paul Napoli, who's, you know, put a Zoom class out there. I also dropped in on a Mr. T karate class. Incredible. And Erica, I met up with her earlier in the week, and I know she's done a couple classes um, on Zoom as well. This is insane how in such trying times that our community, our small little community of five-star nation, I like to call it, has banded together. And you guys ought to all be proud of that. I'll be proud of what you're doing through this. And um, just keep doing it, man. The only way we're going to get through this is by sticking together. The only way we're going to, you know, cope with all of this is by sticking together, right? So we will get through this. It's going to take some time and we are just at the beginning. Um, but it's going to take some time for us to, to, you know, get back to what life used to be right now. Our normal, this, this is our new norm right now. So adapt to it. And, um, you know, do whatever we can to do, yeah, do whatever we can to, to push through this. Take breaks from watching or reading or listening to news stories and social media about coronavirus. You take, you, right now, take a break from it. If you sit there and watch it 24 hours a day, you will drive yourself crazy. So take a step back, take a, take a quick break from it, um, Clearly, we want to stay updated on whatever the, the newest advice is, whatever the newest guidance is. We, we want to be on top of that. However, take a break from watching it. You know, Take care of your body. That's the other thing. Um, make sure you're eating healthy, well-balanced meals, exercise regularly, get plenty of sleep. Hey, we got time, right? Get plenty of sleep and avoid any toxins. Take care of your body so you can take care of you know, those that you love that are around you. Try something new. Uh, take deep breaths. If you feel the ang- and that anxiety level kicking in, you feel like you're stressed out over it, take some deep breaths. Maybe stretch, get the blood moving. Maybe meditate. I don't know the first thing about meditation, but I think I'm going to try it. I don't think it takes much. I think you kind of just kind of chill out. You find a quiet place, you close your eyes, and you try to be in the present and not think about anything else. So I'm going to give that a try. That's what I'm doing. What are you going to do? 
make sure you have uh, take some time to unwind. Try some other activities you enjoy or try something new, right? Um, you know what else we should try? Maybe getting everybody together is, is maybe we can get Julie on the next podcast or, or sometime in the near future. And maybe we can do a group journaling, you know, where we can actually start journaling and, and talk about our affirmations and, and how we, you know, want to see ourselves get through this and what goals we have and that kind of stuff. So, so maybe we can get that going. But try some new activities. Share this time with your family. Um, share this time with your loved ones. Put the phones down. You know, look at this as a blessing um, that you get to spend this time with your families at home. I know it's hard. I know there's a lot of things stressing everybody out. You know, you're thinking about bills. You're thinking about your job. You're thinking about um, everything, right? You're thinking about people in your lives that this is affecting people who may have gotten sick and um, all those things are there. So if we take care of ourselves, we'll be able to manage the anxiety and the stress a little better. All right. Connect with others. Talk to people you trust about your concerns and how you're feeling. Paul's phone is always on. My phone's always on. Erica, I mean, every one of us talk to each other. You know, this is a, this is a tight family at five star and, and talk to each other, get each other, um, on board with how you're going through this and what you're dealing with. Share your stories, share what you're doing. And, um, let's get through this together, man. We will do this. We will, we will get through this, but it's going to take everybody sticking together, loving each other and, um, you know, supporting each other through it. So with that, we're on to this week's episode, and this week we're talking to April Smith. April is the 911 supervisor here in Onondaga County. She's been um, in the emergency communication business for over 20 years, and uh, over the 20 years, she put a lot of people ahead of herself, and um, with the results of that, she um, you know, had some health issues that she had to deal with, and she's going to take us on that journey. And when she recognized that, you know, she needed to make a change for the better for herself. And uh, she's going to tell us her story. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, um, relax, and we'll listen in on this. This was recorded about a week and a half ago in the spin boxing room before we had to close. So um, there's a little background noise because Jim Ferenzi was crushing it uh, with the uh, the Elf crew. And they were, they were hitting pads. So you may hear a little background noise, but... Um, listening to April, she has um, some great advice about stepping outside of that comfort zone. We hope you enjoy it, and here we go. I am from a teeny tiny small town in northern Maine called Fort Fairfield. Uh, if anybody knows Maine, it's about six hours north of Portland, three hours north of Bangor, right on the Canadian border. Yes, it snows a lot. <laughs> so coming from there to Ithaca to go to school was one of my first leaps that I took. Um, went to school there, then I worked at Cornell University Police dispatching there for eight years before we started right. at Onondaga. Yeah. Um, 20 whole years ago, I'm not quite sure how it's been, almost 20 years, but uh, it has. <laughs> and um, so here I am, moving to Syracuse was a big change from small town USA up in Maine. Right. So you come from a small town in Maine, you end up uh, in, in Syracuse, and um, mother? 
Uh-huh. Talk about your family a little. I have two lovely teens, um, one of whom is still home, the other one is on her own now. Um, but my baby baby is 16, almost 17, so yeah. parenting teenagers can be fun. Um, <laughs> Doesn't a, matter, they're always our babies. I'm a fan of, <laughs> parenting doesn't get easier, it just changes as you go. <laughs> That's a great look at that. Yeah. It doesn't get easier, it, it does change changes, It changes, yes. I'm, I'm already, I only have one child, but I'm experiencing that. Um, but I feel like it's always changing for the better for me. Um, Paul, you're yeah. It's uh, it. I mean, hundred percent. It's it's always changing for the better, but it's always almost more to look forward to. I mean, I don't know about you guys, and I I feel that way now. But Paul, my oldest, is eleven. Mm-hmm. Michael's eight, and then Matthew is four. Um, so for me, I feel that way. I almost feel like once you're at sixteen and eighteen, does it still feel that way, or at that point, are you like? My baby's like right. gone. It's it's getting close. That's gotta be. Tough. We, we we can see the not the end is coming. Sure, but yeah. She's gonna be gone to college in two years, and it's gonna be just the two of us. And how yeah. do we do that again? It's been a long time. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as your kids get older, right? They um, do they get more annoyed at you because you're still trying to be mom? Oh, mom can't do anything right. <laughs> used to that. You're probably explaining that already with the eleven year old a little oh, bit, but I'm I, definitely you no. know, yeah. Hi, <laughs> Ken's. Yeah. You know, Nate right now is, um, he's 13, so he's going through changes, I'll just call it that. Yep. And, um, you know, there's there's days where he just wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And it's been hard for Karen and I to adapt to that. Well, I shouldn't speak for Karen, but it's been hard for me to adapt to that because, you know, being an only son, I've always been the, the big brother, you know. Right. You know, it's kind of so... It's weird. Like now he goes, wait. What do you mean you don't want to hang out? Right. You, I can't play Xbox with you. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're not cool. You know, it's more like than I lost my friend. <laughs> so um, someday he'll listen to this, hopefully. So Nate, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> no, but, that's good. I'm gonna let him know, man. Nate, dude. Nate, when you get home Friday, just just ask Dad if he could play one game of Xbox. Man, a little two K. <laughs> I don't even care. You know, he kills me anyway. I was like, going to ask you. We play 2K and he like crushes me. Like it's... Paul and Michael both beat me. Yeah. Michael, who again is eight, he will be crushing me so bad. I'm trying. This is... No, I'm trying. 2K20, NBA 2K20. Yeah. He'll, he'll beat me so bad that he will shut his eyes when he gets to shoot free throws to try to help me get back in the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's Isn't a, that annoying? And he still hits yeah, him. Yeah, and he still makes him. It's uh, a yeah, he's, he's squinting. I'll, I'll pick he, like... I, I'll pick the best team, and he'll pick the worst team. That's what I do. I pick uh, I the all-time team. Lakers team. Oh, yeah. All-time he, Bulls. Yeah, right. That's I the only smart. team I've been able to come close, and I, I lost by, like, one. Of course, he's got to wait till the last minute. He gets the ball. The last seconds are coming down, and, like, I'm up by one, and he waits to the very last second. What does he do? Drains a three. You know, Look, knocks me out. Real it's quick. Like, Dad, it was really a game. So far, what I've learned in our podcast today yeah. is you and I should play Xbox together. <laughs> Let's get that. We, should, we, we should need do to do that. <laughs> you want to play Xbox? I don't, I don't play. I, I think we should, and we'll put the mic between us. It'll be a whole episode. Oh, wow. That's great. All right. So back to April. We'll <laughs> anyway, so April, we are glad you're here with us. Let's get into our topic this week. And this week we're talking about um, comfort zones. So April, you know, you talked about your background. Uh, Mom, you're, you have a bachelor in music education. Yep. You sing in a church. Uh, praise and worship team, which is pretty awesome. Um, I know last you know night I, we asked you to sing us a song and you wouldn't maybe. No, no, but still. On my Facebook feed is last week's special music. You can go here. All right, perfect. Perfect. So check out April's Facebook page. <laughs> it's like uh, you're singing for a lot of people, and it yeah. is for two. <laughs> 
But one of the, you know, besides all those wonderful things in your life, you are a military wife. I am. Which is fantastic. It's huge. You know, the military, um, our men in service women do so much for the country and so much for our freedom. And, you know, I think it's important that we always recognize the service in the families and the sacrifice the families, you know, you and your daughters have, have had over the years, you know, with all of that. Um, so thank you. Um, Rob, if you're listening, thank you. We really appreciate your service. And um, thank you for all that you do for our country. So on to our topic and the, the comfort zone. Let's talk about what your comfort zone was. Hmm. Um, it really became putting everybody else ahead of me. Um, you're a wife and a mom and doing the job that we do every day. We're taking care of people at our jobs all the time. Um, and it just became comfort for me to come last. And right. That just led to 26 years of a sitting high stress job taking care of everybody else. And I think my body paid the price. So, yeah. Was it comfort or was it more just responsibility? And like, responsibility. I think that's both of It's a good point. You know, I mean, it's, you know, you're a, you're a go-getter. You strive yep. to achieve and you, you know, it doesn't matter how tired you are. You're always pushing through. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head there with you put everybody else ahead of you. Yep. You know, I would bet a lot of moms listening, mm-hmm. if we have, you know, a team of moms, if we have moms out there that are listening to this podcast, I would bet the majority of them can relate to this. I mean, I know Great. growing up. And even to this day, you know, that's how my mom is mm-hmm. um, with anything. And you can think about whether it's, you know, the last one to buy something. So, you know, we all need whatever, school sneakers. We all need whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's at the discount rack trying to grab something for a couple bucks for herself, if that. Um, you know, and that's one part of it. But just putting herself, you know, everybody ahead. You know, I know Stephanie does the same exact thing. Right. Um, I bet we get a lot of mothers just like you that have that. You know, what's great about this is we're talking about that. But then we're about to get into how you decided, you know what, it's time for me to take that step. Like, yeah. it's fantastic. Yep. Yeah, so aside from being a military wife, a mother of, of two, and um, all that, you also work shift work. You uh, work yeah. at the 911 Center in a very high stress um, environment. And um, so let's talk about that for a little bit. Let's talk about, you know, your work your profession and you know how that is like a day in and day out of the 9 center um well it is no t- two days are ever really the same um i mean we work different positions on the floor um we have the same shift we're lucky enough we can keep the same shift most of the time but i've worked the evening shift for years and years and years um shift work as a whole working evening and nights wears on you just trying to get your sleep in mm-hmm. um get everything else in your life in along with that um, and our, our jobs are high stress, unpredictable. You never know what's going to come on that next phone call or the next radio transmission. Um, you know, we've had officers get in trouble and get hurt and, yeah. you know, taking care of people that are calling 911 for help. And again, yeah. you put yourself behind because you have people to take care of you and at work. Do you ever find, like we work a four day on, two day off, right? Yeah. Yep. Do you ever find like by day four, you were completely exhausted? Well, yeah, and that's not even including the overtime that you and I usually pull too. Yeah, right, <laughs> so, right, right. You know, overtime is a thing. But um, it's not like it's not like we're out there physically. No. It's all it truly. It's all the stress. Right. It's mental exhaustion. It, it's mentally exhausting. You are dealing with people calling in all day long with all of their problems, and you're there to help them. You're hearing mothers screaming. You're hearing people who are 
actually having the most traumatic event in their life and you end up on the other end of that line having to A, try to communicate with them, B, try to understand what they actually need through language barriers, through um, their emotional level. You know, sometimes you call and you have to just work through that emotional level. And then you hang up the phone and the phone's ringing again for the next call. Right. So you have no time to decompress any of that, which just adds stress to your day. So yep. by the end of the day, you are like, boom. Do you, yeah, you we can walk. do a whole podcast on PTSD. Oh, 100%. So, <laughs> yeah. In fact, we should have to tour a list. Maybe because we should. Right. <laughs> so when we leave, you know, you leave, you go home, um, you're sitting at home after a stressful day. What was your routine? Um, eating. Yeah. Eating. Um, I would rather veg on the couch than I would go do anything because you're just tired. I, you know, I have a couple of I can I crochet, crochet, mm-hmm. and um, I like to read a lot and watch TV, which are, doesn't help. It does not exercise, but it helps you mentally to de-stress. But it yeah. doesn't help with the exercise part. You don't want to. You're just exhausted. Right. So it's hard to get moving and do something after work. You're exhausted. And then you lay down and you close your eyes and your mind is still going 100 miles an hour. And you're replaying that call that you had during the day. You're replaying, you know, maybe an incident you worked with the police or, um, you know, whatever it is. It's just... Did I do enough? Could I do nothing better? And it takes forever to stop it, right? So that decompress that, you know, you try to to have, that decompression... The end of a workday is, it's critical. We all need it. And sometimes it's very hard to accomplish with yes. that amount of stress. Yes. So your, your routine is you go home, you eat, you do some crocheting. And what about exercise? What was that routine like? Um, hit or miss. Um, mostly it was, I would take a walk outside if it was nice out. Mm-hmm. Or um, if I was trying one of the multiple programs that I have tried over the years, I might be going to work out there. But most of the time, it was just whenever I could squeeze something in, if I was up to it. <laughs> so no set routine, nothing was really keeping my attention. Yeah. Just was time a factor? Time's a factor. When you're raising kids, there's not a lot of time. Yeah. Um, especially working 3 to 11s. When the kids were in school, I didn't see them all day. Right. They'd come home, i go to work. So... So now you got a high-stress job. You come home, you're taking care of family... Um, Rob's off, de- you know. He's been deployed. He's deployed. He's been in schools for a long time. And, and you are managing yep. everything. Yep. You're Almost managing. And you're taking, you know, when it comes to exercise, it takes the back burner. When it comes to taking care of you, it takes the back burner. And you finally, what, when did the light bulb go on? What? Well, one thing that happened was um, our insurance coverage changed. So now obesity is defined as a disease. So that helped mm-hmm. when they started covering what I ended up choosing to do. Um, the light bulb moment for me was when I went to reach into my fridge for something and I threw my back out so bad that I was out of commission for a week or so. Um, I missed Christmas Eve services, which, you know, I love to sing at church. So that yeah. broke my heart to have to miss that. And I just said, that's it. Something's got to give. I can't live like this anymore. I can't do what I want to do. And something's got to change. And that change yeah, happened. That was my moment. Yep. Awesome. It's incredible. Um, so you throw your bag out going into the fridge, which, I mean, it's almost like, uh, that's like the start of a book, like a chapter in a book. Like, yeah, right. this is when I realize, <laughs> this, is the moment. This, is this is the, the moment, moment. Right. Um, yes. where I have to not necessarily take away from what I'm doing with everything else, but now you have to balance even better because now you decide, you know what, I need to, even if I'm not coming first, 
I need to make myself just as much of a priority as everything else that I'm doing. Yeah. I should be just as much a pri- as a priority as, as my kids are to myself because they need me. They need me healthy. Otherwise, I'm pulling a muscle. I'm throwing my back out, going into the fridge, and now what am I, how, I can't go to my Christmas Eve services. Yep. So that yeah. moment where, you know, that was a defining moment for you. And yes. here you are. So how, how long ago was that? And then what were your next steps like? That happened, what happened next? So that was in December of 17. Um, I had already had one, they asked you to come in for an interview information session to talk about weight loss surgery, which was what my decision was um, and how I was going to fix this. Um, For me, this was kind of a last resort thing. I have tried many programs around the area, some of which I would highly recommend, talk to me later, (laughs) including this one. Um, (laughs) But we were not going yet at that point. So I decided to have weight loss surgery. which is a long process to get through, to get approved to do, um, but I did get through. My husband was deployed at the time, so I, he was supporting me as much as he could from there, but I was blessed to have lots of friends around to help. And um, in March of 18, I had my surgery, so I'm almost two years out, wow. a week or so, yeah. That's amazing, that's just incredible, it's yeah. amazing. It's been a journey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question now, I'm gonna ask the same question later. So before the surgery, what was your physical activity um, schedule what schedule there wasn't Perfect. one I, if i got it in at all it was very low key low intensity yeah whatever i could manage which wasn't a lot yeah awesome so then the surgery was successful but it was a quite the road because i remember you coming back to work yep and um talk to us a little bit about that so you go through the surgery you come out of the surgery what was your what was your plan um, post-surgery prior to getting in a really a lot of exercise yeah so when you first start your calorie count is so low they don't let you exercise for quite a while and you have to heal this is very serious surgery mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so you have to have some time to heal and then they gradually start you with walking you walk around your house then you walk around the block um, and then they work your way up um, I really didn't have a solid plan um, I think we started biking that summer a group of us at work yeah. Um, did a little bit of biking that summer. So I kind of started into cycling a little bit. Low, low impact, easy to do. Um, but you remember, I couldn't do the hills. Yeah. <laughs> I would walk the hills. Didn't matter, you were out there, it was awesome. I was out there, yeah. Yeah, but one of the things that, that wasn't shared with me in my process, which for me was devastating, was when you lose weight this fast, you, you lose a ton of muscle as well. So I was feeling very weak. I wasn't able to carry groceries up the stairs. Even though the weight was coming off, my strength was gone. Mm-hmm. my physical strength um until <laughs> <laughs> until you took that leap of faith uh-huh. um let's talk about that so so you're now feeling healthier you're feeling better the the surgery was a, a success yes. but you're you're feeling a little weak so you look to maybe take on some other exercise um routines yep what'd you start with first the walking and the cycling. It was summertime, so yep. we were able to get outside a lot. Um, I didn't really start running that summer, um, but it mostly was cycling and walking yep. that summer. And then you really said, I, I want to bring it up to the next level. Well, and that was you, because right. all of a sudden Tim's at work going, hey, you got to come try this class. We're starting this new <laughs> class. And I went, oh, Tim, I am not coordinated enough to do kickboxing. He went, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't take no so, for an answer. <laughs> no, you would not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so, but that, so was, that was one of my out of my comfort zone awesome. things. Yeah, absolutely. So just looking at you real quick, like I know, obviously I've known you for now a year and a half, yeah. and you look fantastic. I can see that uh, the weight's not coming back. You actually shared before you shared pictures with me, a picture with me, 
pre-surgery um, and whatnot, yep. and we are now. I see the weight's not coming back. I know people, I would say 10 or less people, but I know a decent amount of people that have had the surgery that not only end up gaining the weight back, which is, I would imagine, devastating. It's gotta be crushing to go through all of that and then have that happen. But I know a lot of, of I shouldn't say a lot, a lot is a horrible word. I know a few people who not only gain the weight back, but they gain more weight mm -hmm. back. So I look at you and here you are, and obviously I know that part of this answer is spin boxing, which yes. is phenomenal. <laughs> For sure. But what has kept the motivation? Is it not wanting to be what it was? What keeps you going That's a great question. To, to continue this? I, I really think it's looking back at what I was not able to do and what I can do now. And I don't ever want to go back there again because it was hard. It was, it was difficult to do things. I couldn't, like going to a public event and sitting in a seat right. was not comfortable for me. Now we go to crunch games all the time. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm having so much more fun. Um, you know, I did the neck-neck bike ride last summer, rode yeah. almost 100 miles. That was fun. I won't give so, your age on a podcast, <laughs> but you hit a milestone. I did. And I'm going to ask you this. Yeah, it's okay. Your milestone, you know, as we get older, a lot of people start slowing down. Sure. April's reversed it. It's incredible. And I, I you know, I've seen that. I've seen your energy completely different. Yeah. I mean, we've been together for 20 years working. I've known you, you know, you almost know the people you work with, you know, you're with them all right. day long. Right. And with us, our yeah. shifts are very long. And I've seen the energy. I've seen... The happiness just it just it's incredible it's fun. it is fun um <laughs> now physically you kind of mentioned so i mean i i can imagine not being able to go to a crunch game not being able to even want to go in whatever let's think of like an airplane right. things like that where you're going to be right on top of somebody and, and you feel like you're i'm going to say too big but you're you're, you're squished in that seat yep. mm -hmm. um is the seatbelt going to fit right <laughs> so yeah. on top of that though which is you know the fact that that's no longer a thing and you can go do these things that you wanted to and enjoy it with your family and yes. such i mean it's incredible physical activity and stuff what are you able to do now that you couldn't do that you're like man i'm so happy i get to do this you know is there anything that that had that is it like that for you um well, I certainly see my progress here. I mean, I wish Erica was here tonight because she saw me when I could only push my upper body when we were doing push-ups. Now yeah. I can do them on my knees and a few on my toes, yeah. which is good. I can do burpees, not maybe as many as Erica wants me to do. Hi, Erica. <laughs> um, I can do them. <laughs> um, you know, and I really got into cycling. That's been my big thing. I really, yeah. I love to get on my bike and just ride. And it's it's cathartic to get out in nature and it feel is. the wind. Yes. And, you know, there's a group of us that go often. I've made new friends through the yeah. Missing Children's Ride. and. So I've made new people and fitness can fun. be so therapeutic. It yeah. really can be. But yeah. when I come here after a stressful day and I beat the shit, I beat the shit out of the bags. <laughs> Sorry if there's any kids in it's your, your car. podcast. You can say it every <laughs> time. I, I leave here just feeling a release. Yep. You know, if I, if I need to clear my mind, I go for a nice long hike, right? Climb a mountain, yep. um, get on that bike. It is find something you like to do and enjoy to do. It doesn't always have to be running a marathon. No. It doesn't always have to be, you know, Go to you know going through a drill sergeant uh, <laughs> training, which all those things are amazing and good. Find something you love and enjoy to do, and, and you've I, done that. And I think that's key to sticking with something, too, yeah. is if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to want to do it. And, yeah. you know, to be honest, it's one of the things that gets me a spin box. I don't know if I just get my butt in the car and get there. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to have a great workout, and it's fun. So as you made this amazing transition, um, I'm looking at your notes here. You wrote down some obstacles you had. Let's talk about um, fear. What, what was causing the fear? 
ties right into Paul's podcast a couple yeah, weeks right. ago, right? Fair. I, I think whenever you try to make a leap or um, get out of your comfort zone, it's scary. Right. It really is scary. Um, it's something you've never done before. You've never tried something new before. And I think that's part of the reason that people don't, don't do new things. It's just, it's scary. Yeah. 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 Um, and the results are amazing where you are now. Um, I had your, you wrote down some, some key notes here and results. The first thing you put with an explanation point was fun. Mm-hmm. And I think we've, we've been hitting on that. Yep. Health was your second. Um, Very much so. That's why I did it. It wasn't about what I looked right. like. It was my, my health was going downhill quickly and mm-hmm. I was borderline on several things and it yeah. needed to be fixed or I wasn't going to see my grandkids and I really would like to someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And we, you know, we just talked to Julie yep. and, you know, one of the things she just went to a conference and one of the things that they had them do was reflect and the, she came out of there focused on health mm-hmm. um, so I think that's an important thing that we always need to keep that in mind that our health is a number one we got to take care of ourselves before we can take care of anybody else is that the thing you can't pour from an empty cup yeah is that right right yeah. exactly it's, yeah um, the third thing results getting in shape um, building strength and endurance um, you know you met your goal of riding a neck neck ride and uh, you know and um, you know horseback riding so you're doing all these fun you did two 5k's I did Um, she did an inflatable run that's fun yeah that's fun (laughs) so let's talk about some um, you know calls to action we put here you, you know we asked you to write down some calls to action regarding you know your transition and um i'll let you kind of kind of hit home on those so one of the first things i put down was think about whatever you're wanting to do and why it scares you and try to pinpoint why am i afraid to do this Mm -hmm. what's holding me back from doing this and sometimes you can find ways to lessen that fear yeah and i think that's part of the challenge you know like like you said in in the podcast a couple weeks ago what's the worst thing that's going to happen if i try this new thing right usually it's nothing major so I think recognizing that is really important, that it's going to be okay. Think positive. Think positive. Yeah. Um, this one I thought was awesome. Get information and make a plan. Uh, get information. Sometimes lack of information increases fear. Elaborate on that. I, you know, I think it's just um, researching what you're going into. If you're going into a new class, you know, maybe find, find out who the instructor is at, what the routine looks like. Maybe go even see it before you actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going on a hike, look at the map and see what your elevation is going to look like and how hard it might be. And I think sometimes the unknown is worse than, um, you know, if you know what you're walking into first helps. Right. How about the words, I can't? Yeah, Used still in be, my head. Yeah, <laughs> I fight those all the time. I think a lot of us do, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you, what do you do? What do you do when that happens? Well, you know, take the inflatable run that I did, which, by the way, you should try one of those. Really Absolutely. fun, you should do five stars. Huge, yeah. huge obstacles. Um, but I remember standing in front of the first one and looking up and going, "What am I doing here? I can't do this." Yes, you can get up there, and it's fighting that I can't anymore. No, I really can. I just have to get it out of my head and, yeah. and do those. And the more you say I can't the more you're going you're gonna to talk it. yourself out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It kills me how many voices you have in your head. Yeah. Right? Um. <laughs> what? You got something to say? <laughs> you know, I got, I got that voice on one side, and then I got that other voice on the other side, and I try to picture what they look like. And the one on my left shoulder, who, who really is the motivator. Thank you. Is this little guy. <laughs> it's a little one. He's you know, right there. 
Yeah, the mean guy, he seems bigger, but the little guy, okay. man, who, who says no, screw that guy. Can you start with a P? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And he sounds like, in my head, he sounds like Paul Napoli. I don't know why. <laughs> So, I'm so to confirm, the little guy is the one who's really changing your life compared to the big hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so five foot seven, really good looking. Yeah. All right, no, keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the support factor, you know, friends, coach, mentors. You know, I think it's important that we always have a support around all of us with everything we do in life. You know, family is a support. Um, factor and it's important to have that and finding those coaches and those mentors and and you know here what we do try to do here is we just try to inspire and just let everybody know that we're we're here to help each other get better um we're you know life coaching things like that um well even just if you're doing something that's scary take a buddy with you you know so you're not by yourself doing this new thing that's okay that's it just just find that support find that the the people that are making a positive difference in your life and you know what for the people that aren't um how do i say this nicely sit them on the sideline you need that positive support especially when you're trying to make a transition you have to fill yourself or surround yourself with people that are going to to give you that positive motivation and that positive push and just support you. Even when you fall, they're gonna be there helping you out. Even yeah. when you fail, they're gonna be there telling you get up and go again. That's the support you need around. And um, I think that's what we all try to do with each other. Um, yeah, um, you know, just to, I, I don't know if you're getting ready to put a close on this or not, but you have so many points that are just great takeaways from, from everything that you said in however long this has been, 15, 20 minutes. Just the amount of takeaways, you know, to just make yourself a priority, right? Put yourself on the same level as everybody else that you're taking care of. So make yourself a priority. Get off your behind and do it. Picture what you look like. What Maybe not what you look like, what you feel like. The success. Picture that. Like, this is where I need to be to be healthy and attack it. And then once you get there, continue to do things that are going to help you maintain it and get better and get stronger. And, I mean, honestly, it's inspiring. Incredibly inspiring. I just love it. I love it. I, I think it's important to know, we talked about you know, surgery. Surgery is not a cure. It's a help, but eventually you can eat those things again that you could before. So it's right. still a battle. It's always going to be a battle. And it's just a matter of how you handle it moving forward. And so far, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, I'm at, I'm at a lot well. war with food. Yeah. I've been for years. Yeah. It's like, we all are. It's, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I know exactly what it is. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it on a different podcast. So Paul and I did this once before. So we're going to ask you to come up with three, three quick stories, um, two which are 100% true and one which is not true at all. Okay. But it will keep us guessing. We are going mm-hmm. to try to figure out which one isn't true. <laughs> so you take a moment to think about it. Paul, get ready. I'm ready. I'm on this. All right. Do you, are you going to guess first this time or am I? Whatever you want. Well, you guessed first last time. Okay. So do you want to guess first this no, time? No, because I like when you guess because you seem to be All right, we'll good try at this game. We'll try it. We'll try it. <laughs> all right. Ready? Now I feel well, like... We're kind of on the same team with this. That's all we? it is. I feel like you got pressure now. Why do I... Is Janice um, here? It could be Janice. <laughs> <laughs> we're in front of a live studio yeah, we audience. we have a live studio audience. Can we get a little applause? <laughs> Thank you, Janice. Thank you. All right. You ready, April? I'm ready. Okay. So I picked potatoes at harvest time in my hometown. Okay. Sounds uh, like a main thing to do. All right, keep right. going. I used to be a lifeguard. 
Okay. And I have swam, swam, swim with dolphins. Whoa, swam. so you save people while swimming and you swim with dolphins? Alright, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I already know my answer. I don't think the potato thing. Yeah, I think, um... I think you were a big swimmer. That's what you go first. I, I'm gonna say you God, pick a potato. <laughs> Is the potatoes like out west? I don't know. Is it Maine like fishing? I think they got lobster, Maine lobster. So yeah, you didn't pick any potatoes. Potatoes, you know. No, what though? Picker. But that's the thing. That's where it twists. Right. That's where. <laughs> and she's we got know it. that she's a lifesaver. Right. She can swim. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm sticking with potatoes. You didn't pick potatoes. I didn't pick potatoes. I'm gonna say. You changed. No, I, no, I know I you didn't potatoes. pick potatoes. You didn't pick potatoes. Yeah, that's what I'm sticking with. Final answer? Yeah, final, final answer. answer. <laughs> no way! <laughs> I did. I didn't swim with dolphins. I haven't done that you yet. You haven't swam with dolphins? I can totally I picture you I with a dolphin. I swam with dolphins. I, I haven't done it yet. Right, me too. Like I had oh, it, like, I had your, like, your Disney picture or whatever. Right. Little picture yeah. in my brain. You had a yellow vest on. Right. You were hugging the dolphin. Yeah, exactly. Like big cheese. It's on my bucket list. I haven't done it yet. But yeah. We'll get that done. Let's go. All right, somebody, we need to book a trip for April. Yeah, I think flights are cheap now. Yeah, so. <laughs> they probably and, uh, are. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks yeah. again. We appreciate it. Thanks for playing. You're most welcome. All right, I'm throwing her out there. So. <clears throat> Is there anything else you want to add before we end our okay. podcast? I, podcast here? You know, I would just say, you know, the surgery is not for everybody. It was the answer for me, but it's certainly not for anybody. Everybody. Um, if anybody wants to ask me for more details, feel free to hit me up on Facebook. I'm happy to talk about it and share my story in more detail. But. Um, it, it is not the only answer. There are lots of other avenues. So yeah, just keep awesome. that in mind. Love it. And uh, like Tim said, you know, thank you for being a part of this. I mean, I, I know that as long as people are taking the time to listen to this, I know you're going to inspire somebody. So there's nothing, there's no better feeling than that. I mean, it's right. incredible. Um, so we'll end this podcast like we end all of our podcasts with just that friendly reminder that, um, you know, we only live once and, or I should say, we're only on this earth one time and to enjoy it live every day to the fullest, um, understand that this is our chance to make a difference in the world, to be happy. The people that you love, make sure you know they know you love them. If you're holding a grudge or you need to apologize, do that. Because as far as we know, today could be the last day. Yeah. Right. Do that, live it to the fullest, and really, man, just have a blast. Yeah, help make somebody else's day better. You know, it's huge. Um, that's it, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week and uh, enjoy the week and live well. Awesome. All right.